0: I used to have a lot of respect for Telltale. I respected them for their amazing adaptation of The Walking Dead in game form, especially for their art style, spectacular storytelling, and likable characters in a choose-your-own-adventure style. Although I still find these games to be sheer masterpieces, I'm very disappointed to know the horrific management behind what I thought to be a game company with good intentions. Telltale started out as a passion project between three guys, Kevin Brunner, Dan Connors, and Troy Molander, who all used to work at the LucasArts adventure game division. Over the next seven years, Telltale received several licenses from LucasArts, as well as other companies like Ubisoft, to create episodic adventure games, starting off with the likes of Sam & Max, Wallace & Gromit, and Monkey Island. They then expanded to gain bigger licenses in 2010, such as Back to the Future Jurassic Park Law & Order, and the one that they're most known for, the walking dead during 2012 the staff of telltale were just a tiny group of people who all had a mutual trust with each other no one felt left out or forgotten about in the workplace and everybody had their set assignments management wasn't hovering over them which meant developers had more breathing room to work since the first walking dead game blew up in the same year however co-founder Kevin Brunner became more aggressive ever since lead developers Jake Rodkin and Sean Vanneman got praise for most of the work on the game even though in Brunner's mind since he owned the company he should have gotten more praise for it due to this entitlement mentality this led a negative ripple effect throughout the studio, especially with acts of micromanagement. For the next five years, communication severely lacked between employees. Not only that, but to keep up with management's specific ambitions, they had to shift developers in and out of projects and when people started complaining about this, the company just decided to add more people as an attempt to remedy the situation. This didn't fix the problem and led to employee burnout, especially during a crunch time, which meant that the game had to be released in a few months. While Telltale literally offered unlimited time off from work, everybody was very hesitant to do so because that meant pushing more work to other people. Even though everyone was working insanely hard already, sometimes stretching up to 20 hours a day. Not only were they getting underpaid for this overtime, but Bruner's ownership mentality was so intense that one former employee responded to The Verge, a technological news network hosted in the United States, in an interview with this statement. It often felt like we were building games specifically for him. We were tailoring the type of content we were building, not just gameplay mechanics, but tone and types of characters we chose to use to his taste. This was one of the biggest issues with him as CEO. He was pretty convinced that his taste was everyone's taste. Since Broder became the CEO in 2015, everyone at Telltale couldn't discredit his positive aspects with the company, but weren't blinded to his mostly negative side. He did have skills in programming and a reputation for having a good gut instinct, which did benefit the company. However, he always had the problem of expressing his thoughts in a very non-respectful way towards employees, which didn't benefit anyone but himself. In 2017, not only did eight key employees in the creative process leave. But the lead developers Rodkin and Vanaman as well, which really impacted the rest of the team who noticed the effort and dedication of those specific people, and led some other employees to quit as well. Eventually, Bruner left in March of 2017. This led to Dan Connors, an executive producer at Telltale, becoming the new CEO, which meant that a lot of the tension in the company that was built by Bruner was finally easing. This made employees feel as if they weren't creatively caged anymore since the micromanagement ceased. In September, Pete Holly, formerly the executive of Zynga, became the new CEO, which led to employees' guards being up once again. Then in November, the company fired a quarter of its staff, which included new members as well as veterans of Telltale. Even though this tragedy occurred, staff were paid for their remaining months, as well as participating in a job fair that Telltale hosted to help the employees. The rest of the staff even got the day off to spend time with the last day workers. At the beginning of 2018, things were starting to look up. Although the current staff felt saddened, they were optimistic about Telltale's future. Workers had more creative freedom, meetings with staff about projects were now constructive, and the working environment was less stressful. Many projects were lined up for 2018 due to the multiple licenses that they received, and everyone was excited for a bright future that hopefully consisted of giving the fans what they wanted. However, in February of 2018, Bruner bit back with a lawsuit. Brunner claimed that Telltale owed him for Breach of contract. He also stated that Telltale higher ups had been looking to replace him in order to fix the inner workings of the company. Telltale replied that Bruner's statement had no merit and that Bruner used to work for Telltale as it was spiraling downward. One month later, The Verge dropped a very extensive analytical article exposing Telltale for its sins. It contained sources from ex employees to not only uncover the dirt of Kevin Bruner, but the inner workings of how the staff were treated. This of course, did not put the company in a very good light publicly. On August 14th, 2018, the first episode of The Walking Dead, the final season, was released. Not just that, but on Twitter, Telltale gave the release dates of all of the other episodes. Although an unusual feat done by the company, my guess is that it was for possible hype since this was the end of a series that blew them up in the first place, and they wanted to go off with a bang. And it did go off with a bang. At the expense of the company's death on September 21st. One tweet by Telltale announced that not only had their staff been cut down to 25 people to finish current projects, but that it would be shutting its doors. Although they received a lot of positive feedback earlier this year, it didn't translate well in sales, hence the preparation for shutdown. Literally one day before, two companies were working with Telltale in order to give the company more funds for future projects. AMC and Smilegate decided to cancel their negotiations. It was not clear why they both halted on the same day, but nonetheless, this happened sheer hours before the 21st. This was absolutely devastating for Telltale because their last investor was no longer sustaining them and for the most part the company was barely running off sales. The next day a post was made by Brunner on his personal blog titled Telltale closure this post contained Bruner stating how his creative differences with the staff led him to leave the company his passion for the company Despite his creative vision clashing with others the thankfulness he had for his fellow employees as well as his sympathy to the people who lost their jobs And that's the other devastating factor to this how the people who lost their jobs were handled in this terrible Situation in November of last year the staff who were laid off had severance pay and got to spend time with their employees on their last day But September 21st was a completely different story. They got one check for the day, had to leave in 30 minutes, got no severance pay, and their health care lasted only nine more days which was till the end of the month. Three days later a former employee sued Telltale for not getting the wages and benefits that the company said came with the job, and to also claim that for everyone else who got laid off. He claimed that it violated the state's Warn Act, which means that the company has to let an employee know 60 days ahead of time with a written notice about any massive layoffs. Which Telltale didn't. Do. Telltale refuted this by saying that the WARN Act contained a clause about unforeseeable business circumstances. circumstances. S- sir, yeah. Which would have worked if that clause was in that specific state's WARN Act. The fact that these employees got mistreated for so long is inexcusable and downright demeaning. This is what happens when you treat employees as if they're cogs in a machine and not mortal beings with brains, emotions, and lives outside of the office. It truly saddens me that this occurred, especially since it led to the demise of a company whose games I loved. Besides the fact that Skybound jumped in to help finish the final season of the Walking Dead game, Telltale is dead. It died due to bad management, inhumane expectations of employees, and stifling the creativity of everyone which led to less sales due to the company's reputation of producing the same game every time, all because of one man's egotistical entitlement. Big shout out to Danielle Marie for being a voice actor in this video. She has a channel of her own where she does music covers and they're really, really good. So be sure to check it out. The link will be in the description for that. Thank you for watching my video. There's, there will be a new video next week. So be on the lookout for that. Subscribe and press that bell. You know all the cliches. You know, you know, I'm <laughs> you know just thanks for watching and uh, I'll, I'll see you next week.